This Week in South Baltimore. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. All right, Kev, we are back at it here in 2021. Uh, lots changed in uh, not just South Baltimore, but the entire world. And uh, but happy to bring back the podcast here this week in South Baltimore for episode one here in 2021. And uh, man, how you been doing? How's your new year going so far? Going good. You know, I'm, uh, you know, living, living the dream. You know, it's got a lot of optimism for 2021. And I think uh, with these vaccines rolling out, I think there's a true, true reason for optimism to get our, uh, get our small businesses up and running and get, get the economy moving and uh, get back to normal, you know, get to hopefully go to a, uh, an Orioles game this summer or, uh, you know, just uh, get back to the daily life around South Baltimore. So I think, I think we're seeing some optimism. We're obviously not out of the woods yet, but uh, you know, it seems like we're moving in the right direction. That's right, man. And, and one thing for sure hasn't changed. I mean, the construction going on around here and the development going on around South Baltimore as you walk the neighborhood. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable what's what's been happening here. And uh, I know you're going to fill us in on, on that. But uh, first, I thought we'd talk about the big news of today. Here we are on Friday, the 22nd. And, um, you know, the mayor has uh, finally lifted the the uh, rule that restaurants and bars can now pretty much, uh, you know, kind of open ma- open back up for you know indoor and outdoor seating at uh, you know at a certain capacity. But that's that's just great news for our small business owners. Yeah, this is something they really wanted, and you know, certainly, you know, you know, I've, I talked to a lot of restaurant owners, and you obviously see them on social media. They they felt like they were being singled out compared to a lot of other restaurants. And just quite frankly, when it comes down to it, many said they, they can't last if if they can't be open for some sort of dining. So so today, uh, restaurants are reopening to a degree. They can have 25% indoor capacity. They can fill 50% of their outdoor seats. They'll be allowed to uh, apply for parklet dining again. And, you know, obviously, they, they've been open for, for carry out this entire time so you know if you're if you're comfortable going out to eat definitely definitely go out and uh, show your support to these uh, businesses and their employees um, but if not please continue to support them through through carry out through carry out drinks through gift cards through apparel uh, really a tough time you know you think about uh, the, the last six weeks with with dining shut down you know they missed out on Ravens playoffs I mean Ravens playoffs are absolutely huge days for business they missed out on that. They missed out on, you know, the college football national championship and bowl games. They missed out on Christmas, holiday parties, all those things. So really, really, it was tough timing. But, uh, you know, they're back open now. So, you know, order order as much as you can, tip well, and uh, go ahead and support them. I'm actually really excited. Uh, I have a uh, a rare free night coming this Saturday. And uh, me and my wife are actually looking into uh, where in Anne Arundel or Baltimore County, we, we would go out to eat. And then the news came that um, Baltimore would be opening back up. So now we'll just walk and go get something to eat somewhere. So uh, very exciting. And, and hopefully this is the first step in, in getting back to normal and kind of rebuilding that vibrant scene of, of restaurants that we have in South Baltimore. Yeah, I hear that. And you guys enjoy your date night. But now let's get into some of this development going on around here. Yeah, this is really, um, you know, as this pandemic's been going on, you know, the, the one shining light of, you know, local news and, and local economy has been development. Development has just continued continued hot and heavy around the area. But really, we've seen a lot of the um, residential projects that have really been the one that have been 
keeping the construction crews working during the heat of the pandemic. But now we're seeing, you know, projects from all different uses that are really getting going now. And and really three major projects around the middle branch have really take taken big steps forward in recent weeks. Uh, you know, that that's that being the, the huge project at Port Covington, that's now back under construction. Uh, you have the uh, the redevelopment of the Westport waterfront that's moving along pretty quickly in the master plan stage. And then you have this Warner Street district, which is this new entertainment district, which is on Warner Street in between Horseshoe Casino, Baltimore, and M&T Bank Stadium. That's going to be exciting new entertainment-based development with all kinds of cool stuff. So, so that project kind of started construction recently as well. So really a lot of exciting news. So, you know, just starting with Port Covington, um, major project. This will be a multi-decade project. Over $5 billion in capital will be spent on this project. It's over 230 acres. You know, Port Covington is a former, it was once a rail yard, and it, there's been uh, efforts to redevelop it over the years, which have not been successful. But now, uh, you know, Kevin Plank and Goldman Sachs have, have teamed up. You know, they bought up most of the land now. Now there's going to be this development, which they're calling, uh, you know, one of the largest urban redevelopment projects in the country. You know, they, they bought the the Baltimore Sun complex there, which only had one building on it. They bought the former Port Covington Shopping Center, which once had a Sam's Club and a Walmart and was supposed to have many other stores. Those never moved forward. Uh, they got some other properties on the west side of Hanover Street there. So really a big project here. And, and now it's it started construction last year and then went into a pause um, during COVID-19. And as they're waiting for their public financing to come through, but now now they're back moving quickly. Uh, they, they, they've secured $650 million in financing. This includes $137 million in those tax increment financing bond, bonds or TIFs. Those are kind of a source of public financing to pay for new infrastructure out of projects. So essentially those take the increased property values and they take the increase in the property tax. And instead of that going into the city coffers, that goes in to help build the, the new roads and parks and fiber and all kinds of infrastructure uh, in this development. Uh, they also uh, got two different uh, bank loans. And then they also raised $150 million in Opportunity Zone funds. So um, Port Covington is in the Opportunity Zone. That was a uh, a thing in, in the recent tax law as a way to try to increase investment in uh, areas that uh, haven't gotten a lot of investment over the years. So Port Covington is an, an opportunity zone. So uh, so that project's moving forward pretty quickly. They have um, they're they're still working on the infrastructure down there, but they are about to start construction on five buildings. So that these buildings will total four hundred forty thousand square feet of office space, five hundred eighty six thousand square feet of residential, which will be five hundred thirty seven housing units. This breaks down as 367 market rate residential units and 89 affordable dwelling units. There will also be 81 extended stay units. There's going to be 116,000 square feet of retail, more than more than 1,000 parking spaces, and 10 acres of public space. So this is that chapter 1B of development of Port Covington. This, this project will go on for many years. So so really, I mean, if you love uh, you know seeing construction trucks and cranes and and all of that, that is going to be going on big time at Port Covington in the next few months, and it, it'll be cool because you know 
I always get excited when I'm driving into DC. I just see so many cranes everywhere. Obviously, that's a economically strong city. So when so when you're driving on, you know, 295 and especially I-95, when you drive past Port Covington and, and Sobo uh, on 95, you're just going to see the sea of cranes, and hopefully that'll be a sign to uh, to everybody on that quarter that that Baltimore is is rising. There's there's an exciting amount of investment going on here, and it's just it's going to be one of the the biggest construction sites we've we've probably seen in a long time. So so very exciting, and you know they're they're projecting you know a couple of years from now that uh, all these buildings will be open. So really with you know what you have down there already is you have that Sagamore Spirit Distillery and, and Rice Street Tavern Restaurant. So then you add these five buildings that are bringing office and retail and, and um, hotel and, and and different types of uses. There's going to be a public market called Rice Street Market. So so once you add all those, you you have a neighborhood all of a sudden. You have a destination. You have this new waterfront neighborhood with with, with a great mix of uses. So really, Port Covington could be quite the place here in a couple of years and. You know, that's really going to continue on for many years. I assume they're going to find different partnerships. Like they have a, a partnership they already have with Alexander Real Estate Equities. That's a California-based developer where in addition to these five buildings, uh, this company is is marketing and trying to get built a 170,000 square foot laboratory building. So uh, this project is moving forward. Obviously, it was, it was paused for a little bit. And uh, obviously, there was probably some reason for doubt about this project. It's such a big project. And obviously... Baltimore's been let down so many times when it comes to big ideas and big investments, but this one is uh, moving forward. So that's exciting to see. And uh, one thing we did learn is the uh, the Gold Street Power Plant, which is really on the, the edge of those Port Covington properties. Uh, we did learn that uh, Green Spring Realty Partners uh, purchased that building, and they're currently working on uh, demolishing portions of that old power plant. But we do now know that um, the Port Covington team does control the future of that property. So that that properly be, will be part of this development. Uh, it's got some. It's got a really cool old power plant building there. So we'll, we'll see if they if they're able to save that. Uh, don't have a lot of additional information on that project, but certainly uh, Port Covington is is moving forward and just uh, just another project that's really going to boost the Patapsco River and that middle branch portion of uh, South Baltimore. So Kev, I know that's amazing. I love hearing about all that development. I love hearing about. I mean, that's a massive amount of square footage that. You know, they're looking to build for, you know, between retail and, you know, we could we could maybe get some some cool, you know, retail outlets, businesses here on this side of the harbor, which, you know, I know uh, Canton tends to get a lot of that kind of stuff over there because they have the space. But hopefully we would get some some pretty cool retailers on this side of the harbor. Um, great to hear about all the residential buildings coming as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly at, at Port Covington, you'll, you'll get some things, you know, when a new apartment building goes up, people don't tend to get that excited, but at, what you'll see at, at Port Covington is you'll likely see like some new event venues, which, you know, obviously there's always a lot of, a lot of weddings and corporate parties around here. Uh, looks like they're trying hard to get either a, uh, a grocery store or a big box store in one of those things. So obviously I've always heard the, the rallying cries for like a target or a Trader Joe's or maybe like a Wegmans in this area. So maybe it's a possibility you'll, you'll see something like that. You'll, you'll likely maybe see another like music venue or something. So obviously, you know, you'll get some of those things like office buildings and apartment buildings, which may not be that exciting to your average resident, but you will get some of those amenities that that do get people excited. So certainly, uh, I think there, there'll be a little bit for everybody at, at Port Covington. And, and certainly uh, looking at Warner Street. Now, now this is something that will probably get people really excited as uh, this would be an entertainment-based district. Obviously, you got your two incredible anchors there with with the Ravens. Um, and obviously, just north of the Ravens, you have the uh, 
Oriole Park at Camden Yards, home of the Orioles. But, you know, when you have the, the Baltimore Ravens in their stadium topping the district, and then at the bottom, you have Horseshoe Casino Baltimore, um, the Horseshoe ownership team of Seaback. They were able to purchase essentially every property along Warner Street there, other than the, uh, the public storage building. And they're planning this entertainment-focused development. What we know so far is there's going to be a Top Golf going in there. That's going to be a 65,000 square foot building with a six acre driving range. Um, I'll tell you, I get constant emails, constant messages, wanting updates on that, that this Top Golf. Uh, everybody that's been to a Top Golf seems to love it. Just a, a cool combination of a, uh, a driving range where the balls have these chips where if you hit certain pods out in the driving range, you get a certain amount of points. You know, you got a servers bringing you drinks it's it's almost like a combination of like high-end bowling and uh golf in one. Oh, it's fun it's so much fun if you've never done one it's a it's a blast i've uh done quite a few corporate work events at different top golfs around the country so it's it's a huge thing that we're getting one and i know a lot of people are going to love it yeah and as, as, <laughs> as somebody with a family and a business i'm more likely to find an hour to uh hit some golf balls around as opposed to finding three to four hours to hit a golf course so uh so certainly seems seems very fun. I, I mean, people are just so excited about this. So that actually um, kind of started construction this week. Uh, so the Top Golf project is in conjunction with uh, another project where there, there's actually a park behind the casino garage, which is part of the uh, Gwyn's Falls Trail. So part of the project is they are cleaning up that park. They're getting rid of uh, some of the um, Phragmites, which are kind of invasive plant species which have grown there and uh, kind of made it where it kind of just feels like a woods back there. It doesn't feel like you're on this waterfront park where you can see, you know, the highway and, and see water and see like cool ducks and birds. So, so that's going to get cleared up. They're really going to clear that out a lot more open space there, uh, a lot more views of the water, uh, get that remediated with, with clean soil. So, so what has begun is they started bringing clean soil dredge from the Harbor over to this site and they're beginning to uh, to work on that park. And um, executive vice president of the BDC, Kim Clark, they've been uh, working on this project as um, they were able to sell the the former Barks to Top Golf and Seaback. So her update that she let me know is some work is starting to, to happen now and really look to um, late March or early April when things will really ramp up where you'll see really see a big construction site there on, on Top Golf. They're going to work to get the the former Barks uh, and Animal Shelter and um, Animal Services building torn down. So really, that'll be a big construction site that'll get going. Uh, this district will also have a, a hotel. Um, we haven't seen any exact renderings or plans for that hotel yet. Uh, we know there's going to be additional retail. But one project we do know has been uh, the designs have rolled out and some approvals have been in place is, is Paramount Baltimore. That'll be a... Uh, large, you know, 4,000 person plus music venue uh, right there at the corner of Austin Street and Warner Street. So that'd be a big, cool building. So Top Golf is uh, basically starting construction very soon. Uh, Paramount will be will be soon behind. And all of a sudden, you know, right on Austin Street across from Raven Stadium, you'll, you'll see all this new development. And, and, and that'll, you know, that'll develop hopefully quickly over the years. And you'll just get this really fun, uh, really fun entertainment district uh, close to Federal Hill next to the stadiums, close to Pigtown. And, uh, you know, hopefully it grows from there. Hopefully we'll see some of the momentum from this entertainment district kind of, you know, 
drip its way down Austin Street into Pigtown. Maybe we'll see more development in some of those parking lots and industrial buildings along uh, Austin Street there. But uh, another exciting and uh, how does this uh, relate to the middle branch? Well, this is the uh, the Ridgely's Cove in the middle branch, the, the, the most northern tip there of the middle branch, which is kind of a lot of people probably know it's there because it's there's so many highway ramps and and light rail uh, bridges going on there, but it, it's actually kind of a, a pretty waterfront when you go back there. So another another big project on the middle branch there. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's there's so many little nooks and crannies to this city in general, and of course our neighborhood as well, everywhere here in South Baltimore. But uh, what about some other areas like uh, Westport? Yeah. So uh, finally, it looks like there's a really good, really concrete plan to redevelop the Westport waterfront. This is a 43-acre site. They once had some different industrial buildings there. Uh, this site has seen uh, a couple different ownerships, hopefully a third ownership soon. It was uh, Pat Turner's Turner Development had large plans for this, this parcel back in the uh, mid to late 2000s. And unfortunately, with the uh, the crash of the real estate market, uh, those plans dissolved. Then uh, Kevin Plank's Plank Industries bought this property. And... Uh, you know, they're obviously doing the big project at, at Port Covington, which is right across the middle branch. Uh, they're, they're working on getting a walking bridge in, in between uh, Westport and Port Covington. Um, so so his company held on to it for a few years, and now they've found a buyer in Stonewall Capital who, who wants to move forward on a, uh, a, a very residential-based kind of transit-oriented tr- development at this parcel. Uh, so Stonewall Capital, they want to build 275 garage townhomes an affordable housing development with 300 multifamily units. They want to build three market rate apartment buildings that'll total 1,000 units with 40,000 square feet of commercial and retail space. And then they want to build an 100,000 square foot innovation center and office building. This development will have 11.8 acres of green and open space. And a big part of this will be a large park in the center of the development. You know, this entire parcel is, is along the waterfront. You know, when, you, when you're on that water, you look straight out to the uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial Bridge. So uh, really, really cool waterfront there. Uh, you know, they plan on, you know, having a promenade and, and a bike path along the water. So really, um, you know, this project could really be a, a nice complement to what's going on at Port Covington, where Port Covington will have a, a heavy focus on, you know, apartment buildings and offices and, and things like that. And this will be a little bit more of a, a bedroom community that's really focused around housing. So uh, Stonewall Capital is looking to uh, break ground on this in the next 12 to 18 months. They have a partner lined up for the townhomes. They have a partner lined up for the affordable housing. Uh, in phase one, they're also looking to build the first uh, market rate apartment building with 350 units. That'll have 40,000 square feet of commercial and retail space that'll face that new park. So, so yeah, that could get going pretty quickly where if, you know, really you look at three different parts in the middle branch, if you have that entertainment district going on at Ridgely's Cove, the Northern part there, if you got Westport under construction on the Western side of the middle branch, and if you have, you know, Port Covington under construction on the Northern side of the middle branch, it really could be a huge change for this, you know, other Harbor that Baltimore has over the next couple of years. But obviously it's, it's all moving forward and it's, and it's, it's going to be a big change. And, and then obviously a big step there is, can you, can you increase the recreation down there? Can the water quality continue to improve? You know, they're going to put a, a water wheel at the Gwyn's Falls, which is a huge source of trash dumping into the middle branch. Uh, there's a big uh, stormwater and a waste treatment project going on currently in Baltimore. That's working to fix all these sewage leaks that, 
they come into the harbor, which is really the top source of, uh, of reasons, you, you know, you can't swim in the harbor. So really there, you know, if, if, if the middle branch can be a place that you could, you know, go paddle boarding, swim, uh, jet ski, those things, you know, I, I know some people kind of do those things already, but it, a safer place to do that, it could really be a, a game changer for South Baltimore and could have a nice spinoff effect to neighborhoods like Westport and Cherry Hill and, and Brooklyn and, and South Baltimore. So, uh, so yeah, exciting to see all that development around the middle branch and uh, exciting to see it all happen at once. I hear that. And what about some of the industrial areas? I mean, I still see a lot of development, not just in the neighborhoods, but, you know, the warehousing areas and, and distribution centers. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of industrial news. Um, so in, in Curtis Bay, uh, three large warehouses um, are going to be constructed by Skinnell Properties. They're an Indianapolis-based company. But they'll be building five, 522,675 square feet of warehouse space on three different buildings. This is also going to have 58,075 square feet of office space. And these properties are along Curtis Avenue and Curtis Bay. Uh, the properties they were able to purchase are 4501 Curtis Avenue and 1701 Ben Hill Avenue. So uh, three large new warehouses that'll kind of be used to bring in you know distribution facilities, some kind of warehousing. Uh, they don't currently have a, a tenant lined up. Certainly when you see Something like this coming, you immediately think of like Amazon or, or FedEx, and both those companies have kind of really doubled down on on Sparrow's point. Um, but but certainly um, a nice investment for Curtis Bay, and, and certainly these are these are the type of industrial blue collar type jobs which can be really beneficial to uh, you know areas of South Baltimore, Northern Anne Arundel County. So uh, hopefully they get some some really exciting uses in there with, with a lot of jobs. And then, uh, and moving over to that Carroll Camden industrial area, which is just West of the stadiums, uh, just South of Pigtown, even though some blocks are kind of partially in Carroll Camden and partially in Pigtown. So you have Gaslight Square. This is a uh, multi-building complex that uh, was once the home of Valspar Paints. Um, this was sold for $3.87 million to Equity Warehouse. This is a local investment firm run by uh, two local firefighters. Uh, they've been making some nice investments in the area, and they they purchased this property. It, it's been partially renovated. They're going to finish the renovation there and look to get some some more office tenants in there, maybe some uh, some cool uh, manufacturing type uses in there. So so that gets a nice investment. You have Sandtown Furniture Company, which which makes some really cool uh, uh, tables and, and chairs and all kinds of things made of reclaimed wood, old trees. Uh, they bought this. 32,000 square foot building, this historic building. They're going to build themselves a, uh, a 24,000 square foot showroom and wood shop. And then they're going to use that extra, extra space to, to bring in another tenant that has some kind of artisan use that, that fits in line with, with their business model. And then MindGrub, they're a digital agency that's uh, based in Locust Point. They're constantly growing. They just purchased 8,000 square feet of office and warehouse space uh, along Nanticoke Street and Cary Street. They're kind of partially in Pigtown, partially in Carroll Camden industrial area. They're going to use that for some different uses, like they're growing robotics business. They, they started a business where they uh, renovate and restore uh, cool old cars that can be used in movies. They, they do some apparel. Uh, they might bring in some food tenants there that can maybe open a cafe that opens along Nanticoke Street there. So, uh, you know, and their owner, Todd Marks, told me that uh, there, there's a chance they might look to buy more buildings in Pigtown and maybe bring a lot more aspects of their business over there. So uh, really cool uh, investments we're seeing in Carroll Camden. Uh, I know that there's a couple other 
artisan type manufacturing uses that have not been announced yet, which will also be coming to the area. So really cool if you can take that industrial area. Obviously, Baltimore is a, a city that has a lot of heavy industry. So you, so you want to keep that flourishing. We have a, a tremendous port, but if you can take a an area like that and certainly mix in some breweries and some some craft manufacturers and cool artisan uses and cool food concepts, you're really bringing a lot of life. So it looks like we're seeing some some nice investment there. And obviously, if you live in Pigtown, you can walk to Carroll Canyon pretty easily. And you know, even if you live in Federal Hill, Nogus Point, it's a, it's an easy bike ride. So uh, so cool to see the investment there, and uh, really a, a lot of investment all over South Baltimore. Um, seems like South Baltimore's done very well uh, during this pandemic, as it seems like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of investors are looking for uh, more affordable real estate in this kind of uncertain, more virtual time we're living in. So, I hear you, and I I just hope these. Uh... You know, some of these businesses, which aren't many, you know, unfortunately, there had to be some changes and some businesses, you know, have, have not been able to stay open during COVID. But hopefully there is a spot for everyone to come back and uh, and certainly, you know, shine bright again here with all the development and spaces that will be open to that are going to need to be filled. But um, that's awesome, Kev. I, I love hearing about all this. And I know our listeners are going to love hearing about all these updates. And, um, you know, it's been been too long since we did this the last time. Again, this is our first podcast in 2021. And uh, we're going to try to keep these rolling a little more frequently if we can. Um, as you all know, life gets crazy and busy. and uh, uh, But this is a fun thing that we do, and, and we love doing it when we when we can. And um, Kev, anything else you want to round out the podcast with? No, just uh, keep an eye out. We're, we're working on doing a podcast where we want to talk to some different restaurant owners, kind of get their perspective on everything they've been through over the last few months and uh, just certainly let us know if there's any topics or questions you want us to discuss on the podcast and we're happy to be uh, back on the airwaves here and uh, covering everything in South Baltimore. I'm, I'm optimistic that uh, things are going to start moving forward and uh, I've noticed there's a lot of new residents in South Baltimore. It seems like the, uh, the real estate market's pretty hot so hopefully once all these businesses are up and rolling they'll have all these new customers. Absolutely. Well that's awesome Kev. Great to talk to you. And uh, look forward to next time and even more developments going on around South Baltimore. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is SouthBmore.com and This Week in South Baltimore. Cheers. This Week in South Baltimore. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com.